Oh, welcome to this Highlander episode of Cinema Swirl. If you get to the end of this and you want to hear more of me and Kevin talking about the Highlander franchise, then I've got some brilliant news for you. Over on patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl for $5 OTP backers, we have just released our Cinema Swirl review of Highlander 2, The Quickening. Plus, if you do sign up at that $5 level, you'll get instant access to every previous episode of Cinema Swill at time of recording. That's 35 episodes, including the Star Wars prequels, which are always fun to listen to. If you're interested and you want to find out more, head on over to patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. Right, let's get swirling. Swirl! Look all you still left to eat in his place. It's episode number 88 coming to you from the overstocked buffet of Hollywood, California. Dipping our heads underneath the sneeze guards to lick and sneeze in all these fabulous Hollywood salads. I mean movies! Hello everyone, it's me, your old pal Cowboy Crouton Kevin Mann joined as I am by my saucy side salad Sam Chaplin. Hello, it's episode 88. It's greaty great to be here with my matey mate. I'm excited. <laughs> we're sorted for the eight rhymes is what we're basically yeah. <laughs> saying here. Belt and braces, we got plenty to go for the new year. Little peek behind the magician's curtain. When Kevin comes up with these rhymes, I'm also in the background kind of thinking of my own ones, imagining a, an alternate kind of reverse swirl situation where I have to come up with them. <laughs> and that's the best I could do. Whereas Kevin knocked it out of the fucking park, as he always does. As he often what, does. What, what, as he often does. Thank you. The man who edits the episode with the much needed caveat there, as he often does. I'm sure there is a horrible alternate timeline where there's only like two or three episodes of Cinema Swirl and one of them's behind a paywall yeah. and it's all, the rest of it's all reverse swirl. And everyone's like, it should oh. be the other way around. <laughs> Imagine what that alternate timeline would be like. But that's not what we're doing today. This is vanilla, regular, mainline... Timeline. <laughs> timeline. <laughs> cinema swirl. And it don't get much more, we're in the normal timeline, than January of a brand new year. Yes, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. You well for the new year, Sam. Yes, I feel quite good for the new year. I'm excited for a new year. New year. I think 2021 will have a lot in store for us, and I'm very <laughs> excited to leave that other year <laughs> in the dust, if you don't mind me saying. Yeah, yeah, death to 2020. You know, that, I mean that is a show, but also <laughs> I didn't, I didn't like it. I, I didn't like it. Oh, like death it. to 2020, no, or the year itself. But hey, we've got a very special, special treat in store today mm. because we are doing one of my all-time favorites. This Ooh. is such a classic. I actually, speaking of that very dirty year, I think I watched this twice in lockdown already. Wow, okay. I'm ripped up and raring to go to ah. give another whack at Highlander. I'm so Yay. excited. And a little further peek behind the magician's curtain, mm. Sam relayed to me earlier that this may be the cinema swirl episode where he knows the least ever yes. about the movie in question i can't think of another episode where i knew as little as i know about this now this came about because someone on our patreon over at patreon.com forward slash cinema swell suggested we do highlander slash highlander 2 you were extremely excited about this and i was like yeah let's do it and then not long after that i realized it's um it's not braveheart 
So, oh, you made your mistake there. Well, something came in where I was like, oh, yeah. All right. And that's, oh, no. No, this is a different thing. But I, so here's what I know. Let, let's establish what I know. All right. I'm getting carried away. Here's what I know. I know it's called Highlander. Okay. I know there is a sequel, Highlander 2. Okay. I know that it's got a Scottish aspect to it. Aspect, eh? I know nothing else about this. I haven't even Googled it. I haven't looked up the poster. Normally, if we do a vote, I will see the poster and I'll get an idea. Or I'll even see a snippet on the... Uh, little, you know when you Google a film and it comes up with a little synopsis? And I'm like, I don't want to see it, but sometimes you know, like, I see like a bit. Like when we did Super Mario Bros on Patreon and the DVD cover said yeah. that it was like Blade Runner mixed with Star Wars, you know. <laughs> and I get an idea. gave you a little idea of what yeah. you were getting into, obviously. Yeah. I don't know when this is from. When? I don't know do when. Know where it's from? Like, is it a Scottish movie? Don't tell me, but... <laughs> Look, you and I are well-versed in the great country of Scotland. Well... I mean, we, you, we've been up there, we've I've performed been. there, you know, yeah. we, we visited, I lived there for a period of time, yes. I lived there for like a year thereabouts, my brother lived there for like three or four years, he lives there now, he lives in one part and I lives in another part, so like I've always always had a soft spot for Scotland. So I was going to ask you, yeah, given your Scottish familiarity, had you heard the Highlander? Like y- you would know, right? If they like, well, if if they made it in Scotland or it was a Scottish thing, you'd have heard, right? Did well, you hear? I've got, I've got Scottish blood in me. What? So you would feel that maybe I should know about this. But again, nothing. I don't want to bring it up again, but like I know Braveheart. I know of Braveheart. You're really hanging on to that Braveheart well, like it's going to say, look, if Braveheart <laughs> couldn't save Scotland, he can't fucking save you, can he? And I've seen Train Spotting. <laughs> yeah? So you think there's kind of like a, like a Scottish line and one extreme is Train Spotting and the well, other is Braveheart. Where in that line does Highlander fit for you, in the, in the Scottish cinematic universe. Yeah, in the SCU. It's see you. Genuinely, I don't know. I don't know what... Right. I don't know what Highlander is. What is a Highlander? Like, if someone was described as being like, oh, you see over there, that's a Highlander. What would that envision? What would, what would it conjure up? I thought that just meant someone from... of Someone of Scotland, you know? Someone in the high land. Even in a low-lying valley? Yeah. You've been out to the bumpy bits of Scotland. No, no, my dad has. I've not ventured past Edinburgh. I'm a piece of shit. I've not been like... <laughs> yeah, you have actually been to Scotland is what you're saying then, according no. to certain people. <laughs> I've been to the English city of Edinburgh. JK, JK. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my experience of, of being in Scotland is not that. Oh, so the, uh, the Scottish Highlands, so they're, they're, right, they're the bumpy bits at the top. That's ah. like, right, okay. Yeah, no, I do know that. Okay. I do know that, but I didn't think that. So we're dealing with a bumpy customer then. A bumpy customer. Something in my heart tells me there's a sword in this. A sword? I okay. imagine someone's holding a sword. But then again, I think I'm just thinking of Braveheart. And I think Braveheart probably had a sword. If you were to guess, was this ye olden times, modern times, out of time? Again, guess olden times. Olden times. Guess is, I'm guessing a kind of olden times war adventure thing. That's my guess. Olden time war adventure thing. Are yeah. you thinking that this is based on historical fact? Maybe, yeah. Or known Scottish myth? Oh, it wouldn't be... <laughs> when you said known Scottish myth, I was just thinking the Loch Ness Monster. And I'm like, could this be an almost, you know, Godzilla-type situation, but up in the Highlands? You're clutching there now. You're reaching and clutching at the same time. Here, answer this, uh, okay. which is related to a popular phrase from the movie. 
How many can there be? One. One? Only one. Only one. There can be only one. There can sounds be only right, one. That sounds is, right. Is that something you've heard or does it just sound right It, it sounds right because if you come to me with a phrase that's like, how many can there be? And it's a thing from a film. No film is like, there can be only four or five max. Like, no, uh, no. Sorry, uh, we need the passion of the Christ. There can be only the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit <laughs> and his apostles and angels in oh. heaven. Apart from that, where there's a neat trio and some mates, um, I, <laughs> I think there could be there was one. I reckon there's one Highlander. Okay, the Highlander. The Highlander. I don't even know if this is the. No, this is this is Highlander. The Highlander. Yeah, in Highlander, is there a the Highlander? Is what we're we're trying to find out now. I mean, there must be a central character who I would imagine would be Highlander. Are you expecting any Scottish actors of note to show up in this movie? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like Robert Carlyle or anyone? Robert <laughs> Carlyle. Uh, Alan Cumming. Yeah. He's in loads of stuff. Yeah. We've watched uh, Le Fille de Masque over on Patreon. Son of the Mask. Uh, Ro- Robbie Coltrane. No. Uh, I don't... I'm not going to tell you no. whether or not no, you're I don't right, but know. Robbie Coltrane in Highlander is the best casting ever. I'm not okay. telling you if they did it or not, but that is the best casting right. ever. Also, there's loads of Scottish actors that I'm skimming over in my mind because I'm, I'm overwhelmed by thinking about what this could possibly be. And you don't know what a Highlander does. You don't know, other than you're guessing it's possibly historical. Yeah. Set in Scotland. Yeah. Possibly with uh, Scottish actors. I'm scared this is one of those things where my lack of knowledge of history is embarrassing and makes me seem a fool. But Right. I kind of turn a blind eye. Yeah. I turn a blind eye like 9% of the time about the fact that no one in England knows anything about Ireland. Yeah. Because it is admittedly a bit much for y'all to figure out sometimes. Yeah. You know, but you all should. The fact that you don't know about Scotland now is really jarring me. You're not even that far where you That's are That's connected Scotland. to the top of us, isn't it? Yes! Yeah, at least Ireland is technically, you know, physically separate. Uh, How seriously do you think the people of Scotland take the movie Highlander? They don't take Braveheart seriously, so probably not much. So you're thinking this may be a little bit of Hollywood hogwash, perhaps? Mm, this could be like a Hollywood film that's like, ah, Scotland, and, you know, but really groundskeeper willies it up. Oh, I see. You're thinking yeah. this might be a crude interpretation of our Scottish friends. Possibly. Possibly. I don't know. A, a, a kilt will be worn. Okay. The sporran, the bag, sporin. and a sword. I think that's the little bag sword. with the kilt. Okay. So you are basically expecting shortbread. Uh, a, a shortbread. shortbread. You're expecting a Scottish Highlander with a sword, and that is what Sam has gleaned from the title of the movie, <laughs> Highlander. It took us some time to get here, but you may have just cracked that nut there. I don't think I want to go any further, lest okay. you spoil things for yourself. Yeah, no, 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 I'm happy to not know anything about it. I feel like I can't say anything now because if I give anything away, you, it's going to like fill in that not point not 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 one percent knowledge that you have. What we could do is when we come back for the post swirl, we can get a bit of your background on how you because I want to know like why this is your favorite and what your experience of it is. But I feel like most of that might give things away. Yes, that's probably the yeah. safest bet in that sense. Yeah, that's fair because even if what I say it doesn't give stuff away, that may in itself give stuff away. There might be some context sense. clues. 
Right, look, I feel that you have all the tools necessary to go and watch this movie. The okay. one tool that's <laughs> lacking <eyes>. right now <laughs> is, is a big bag of mail. Welcome to the mailbag. Thank you for joining us here on the mailbag. If you've got mail for the mailbag, send it on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. You remember me calling time on All Night Disco correspondence. However... Oh, have we gotten a new... I thought it was a new year, new anecdote, but there's a few (laughs) drops left in this one still. There's one little letter left on the floor, and I thought it would be a shame to throw it directly in the bin. It would be a shame not to direct the thousand or so of you who usually listen to other episodes of Cinema Swirl, but gave Dirty Dancing a wide berth, and, oh, talk of context is needed, huh? Guess you're going to have to go yeah. watch Sexy Patrick Swayze dance around in high-waisted trousers. Sometimes, Kevin, I forget that Cinema Swirl is one of those podcasts that you can kind of dip into to the films that you like and just kind of that move around. That makes me sick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is from Sean, who writes, Long-time listener, uh, occasional backer. Thank you, Sean. I grew up in the Chicago area, and while we never did an all-night disco at any point during my schooling, when I was in middle school, I want to say grade seven, no idea what that is, we did an overnight in a museum, specifically the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago. We basically had the run of the museum all night. Yours sincerely, Ben Stiller. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. With and only a limited number Wilson of staff. Wilson and Steve Coogan and the gang. <laughs> Some teachers and a few volunteer parents. I remember not sleeping at all and having an absolute blast. Yeah, I mean, that sounds fucking amazing. Oh, like, man. All night in a museum. That's kind of a dream come true, almost. You I know we, do we, that I think we talked on uh, Two Birds, One Stone about the you know the Ikea where people had to stay over and, and oh, you yeah. know, get pizzas and all that stuff. But yeah. I'd take a natural history museum over a furniture outlet any day of the week, Sam. Well, actually, I think there is currently on Channel 4 a show where John Richardson is spending all night in various tourist attractions. I think one was Legoland. Going to various COVID-ravaged businesses <laughs> to kick empty. the tyres. What are you still doing here? You know, that kind of so thing. It has been turned into fodder for entertainment. But, Sean, that sounds incredible. That's not just all-night learning. That's all-night edutainment is what it yeah. is. This is the great thing about certain places in America. Because I've been to like one, only one or two cities and my experience has been dazzling, I'm just going to assume that Chicago's got the best fucking natural history museum <laughs> ever that would blow your ass off if you went and you saw them dusty old bones. Science and Industry Museum, Kevin. Wow. The Science and Industry. Wow! Like, forget your dusty old natural history. This is like, this is science shit. And industry. If there were any bones, they would have been ground down into fossil fuels to (laughs) To power power the industry. (laughs) Exactly. That's what I want to see. You know, science museums are fucking cool, man. Science museums are great. I think actual, the plot of Night in the Museum Mm. as your school disco takes the cake on this contentious issue of all night inappropriate things to do with children. Sean, dare I say it, you've won the internet for today. I, I, so. I, I, and if I was wearing a cap, I would doff it off and tip it to you, winner of the internet for today and all days. Thank you, Sean, for your message there. Uh, final message comes in from Belle, who writes the following. 
Hi boys. So I wanted to say that I also love the Rocky Ivy soundtrack. When I was a teen, I had it on cassette and would listen to it on my Walkman. Good times. Uh, I'm a little older than you two, so I saw the movie in the theatre with my dad. Whoa! I think it was the first Rocky movie I saw. It was either that or Rocky 3 on TV. Anyway. Oh, I, thought, I thought they were saying, like, you know, this is before it was even a movie. I saw it in the theatre, like, you know, on, on oh, right. Fringe, you know. Where it was just a uh, you know, young Sylvester Stallone, you know. <laughs> I just saw an actual boxing match. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. Sylvester Stallone, as far as I know, he shared the same space as Graham Norton, and they uh, <laughs> didn't get on very well. But uh, what a one-man show it was, nonetheless. Anyway, the composer for the Rocky Ivy score is a dude named Vince DiCola. Great surname. He also did the score for the Transformers the movie, an animated movie aimed at nine-year-olds where the old characters whose toys were no longer on the shelves were brutally killed off. Oh yeah, so I remember that. brand new set of characters with matching toys could take front and centre. Bell says, I unironically love this movie. It is also complete garbage, so I don't set, expect to see it on Cinema Swirl anytime soon. I'd be shocked if it turned up on Swirl, since it's more part of my childhood than yours. But that makes me wonder, and here's my question for you two, are there any movies you loved as a kid, and that you still love, but that you know in your heart of heart is complete and total garbage? Cheers, Bell. Love, still love, but you know it's garbage. Yes, yeah. I was trying to think about these. I've got some thoughts. Give me some thoughts, Sam, while I mull. I don't know how well-received Ants was in comparison to A Bug's Life. I was mean, like, all right? it's not saying it's not much, garbage. but it's one of the less contentious of Woody, Woody Allen's Allen. works <laughs> yeah. that is going on. But I had Ants on video, yeah. which I think was bought for me during a bug's life mania because like i was so into a bug's life mm. and i think like a grandparent was like that's the one you want the ant with fucking angst that's the <laughs> one you want isn't it like, no i want the ant who's an inventor not the ant who looks weird and is <laughs> voiced by a big weird fucking creep no thank you speaking of films that everyone had on vhs flubber i remember really really loving and enjoying but that's supposed to be shit i never saw flubber until i was an adult oh okay you didn't have the childhood experience i didn't have the childhood no right. i didn't have the childhood experience of that mm. Mm. i've got one more okay that i think i still enjoy now having watched some of it recently and then fell asleep this came out in 2001 so i would have been 10 but i don't think i saw it in the cinema so i may have been between 10 and 12 i reckon when i first saw this okay and that is the film rat race Oh, Rat Race. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rat Race, Rowan not Atkinson. the original classic, the uh, the cash grab, isn't that yes. it? Yes, John Cleese, Rowan Atkinson, Seth Green, John Lovitz. <sighs> uh, stellar cast. It's there's some amazing people in it, and I watched it recently. Realized how inappropriate for children some of it is, and still had a fun time, uh, and then fell asleep. So I, I may have missed some contentious stuff, but I remember fucking loving that as a kid, thinking that was amazing. Just the idea of all people going to you know an an amazing rat race. That is a oh. fabulous setup for me. I feel like that's one of those movies that they should like instead of remaking like beloved franchises every five years, remake concepts like that. Just give me new people in the same yeah. concept over and over and over. Update the jokes, brackets, memes as appropriate, <laughs> and then we'll be absolutely fine. Sam, it's a little bit of a of a minefield, this one, because I feel like there's a mm. lot of movies that are springing to mind, but if I call them garbage, people are like, there are people who like genuinely get fucking worked up and upset by stuff like that. Because like there's a lot of like, come on now, we can all admit that the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies 
are like they're garbage like they're great and I loved them as a kid and I rewatched them a lot as an adult and I love them as an adult but not because yeah. they're great and I love Spider-Man I love them as an adult because they're like awkward and strange and like really when you think about it not the type of movie that was kind of, you would expect for the big Hollywood Spider-Man and that's no. kind of like what I like it for a lot of different reasons now and I, those are probably the superhero movies I've watched the most yeah even though like when I was a kid and they were bringing out Spider-Man like oh my god I'd watch the Spider-Man animated series religiously you know i read the comics which i didn't do with batman which i was also a big fan of so yeah i was as obsessed as obsessed can be and when they delayed spider-man one because terrorists tore down those iconic towers on september the 11th and they had to re-edit it i was so mad i was i was furious so i yeah. was and yeah. that they'd taken away the american symbol of spider-man for a month or two or whatever it was but look come on mm. now Spoiler warning, there's some bit, a little bit of a spoiler for the new Spider-Man. There's a bit coming up that could be construed as a spoiler if you didn't plan your holiday period correctly and see the movie when you were meant to. Like, I, I looked into the cinema when that new Spider-Man came out and there were people with tears in their eyes because they saw Andrew Garfield. And I'm like, all right, I'm not even going to touch the fucking Garfield movies. We can all agree that... <laughs> You fucking crying? Because you see Andrew. Sorry. I saw Andrew Garfield on Instagram this morning. What's the big deal? He's everywhere. I thought you were doing a goof when you were talking about the Bill Murray Garfield movies. Where you said, like, I, <laughs> I haven't even watched the Garfield movies. Also, I, I don't know. Do I need to put a mild spoiler warning now before this? Oh, no, it's come on. It's Sports. been a fucking month. Hold on. Here we go. Spoiler warning. This is a bit, little bit of a spoiler for the new There's a bit coming up that could be construed as a spoiler if you didn't plan your holiday period correctly and see the movie when you were meant to. There we go. Right, there I'll, I'll go. pop Perfect. that at the front. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but like, even that being said, like, if you're like, no, it's objectively great and I cry every time I see Mary, I don't fucking, don't bother telling me. Because like, I love the movie and I'm sick and tired of telling me that I have the incorrect love for things. Honestly, I can't think of any movie that I like. I loved, except it's crap, but still love regardless. Because yeah. like we've done a lot of stuff on Cinema Swill, like Batman and Robin, where I hated it as a kid, and now mm. as an adult, viewing it through different eyes, I love it a lot more than I ever did back then. In spite of knowing that it is actual garbage. So yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta be the Spider Man's for me. Nice. I think for both your child self and your adult self to feel the same way about something is a surprisingly tricky thing to get right you know yeah and it's, yeah. it's happened like a couple of times on swill but not as often as you would have assumed so thank you very much bell for your question and thank you everyone for sending in your messages to cinemaswirl at gmail.com that's cinemaswirl at gmail.com well look don't know who's in it don't know when it came out don't know what happens scottish uh, and are you excited i am excited because i it's a, it's a real you know i feel like this is a um a real blind bag situation you know i feel like yeah. i'm gonna unwrap something and not know what i'm gonna get you know a real lol surprise you gave my old bag a rustle there but you weren't able to determine what was inside don't tell me russell is in this <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, they say knowing is half the battle, so we have that bit and the other half of the battle still to come. Let's go do a cinema swirl. We're back 
back some initial good reactions to Highlander. Keep in mind, you can only have one. Hey, oh, hey, oh, hey. That sounds like you were on a roller coaster. Ups it was a bit of a roller coaster. You know what? I enjoyed how surprised I was by so much of this fucking film. <laughs> like, I mean, if ever there was a movie to know none of the details of and to go oh. in, and baby, there are details. I mean, the entire yes. Islander franchise could be just described as a curious mix of details. <laughs> but you had a good time? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did have a good time with this. I can see why you like it. Why do I like no, it? It's... Well, don't say it's, it's got, one of them. Don't say it that. is one of them. It is one of them that you like. Well, actually, we did mention before. I want to touch on what your experiences of this are because you said it was your one of your favorites. You've watched it during this the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. What's your deal with the uh, Highlander? What's your fucking deal, mate, with that? It was just one of those movies that. Like I think it was my brother's friends had mm. it on you know video or whatever back in the day or it may have even been DVD I'm not sure but I was like I was a youngish teen and this happened a couple of times where I was being showed a movie where it was like under the uh, the label of it being absolute gold in inverted commas you know everyone right. like it's yeah, total yeah. shite and we would have a big laugh at watching lots of crappy movies but I found myself like really just unironically loving it yeah quite yeah. quickly but it was something I kind of kept to myself a little bit because I was one of those awful teenagers who thought that you know saying you liked Queen or ABBA or objectively good things was like mm. somehow an admission of being an idiot so like, right, I kind yeah. of held under my hat and but then university it was one of those movies that would come out you know like Highlander yeah. is a weird heady mix of strange as hell fantasy strange as hell sci-fi and what could best be described generously as a liberal interpretation of Scottish lore <laughs> I think that's a pretty fascination of this. You know, I'm here for it. And as the years have went on, and I've, you know, how many times have we talked about like music recently on on this pod? And it feels like the last episodes was Rocky Four, and I feel like I'm going to be trumpeting some fucking chunky synth and some incredible numbers throughout this one. Yeah, it's honestly, I could watch this movie with my eyes closed and still have a very good time. I think. Yeah, I reckon so. Now, I was delighted by how much I didn't know about this going in. I'm so happy I had a pretty much entirely spoiler-free. Like, if we consider posters and trailers and any foreknowledge to be spoilers, this was, like, probably one of the most purely unspoiled experiences of a film that I've had. How about you were, like, in a void, basically? Is that what you're saying? I was pretty much in a void up until I went to Netflix to watch it and I saw Sean Connery's big fucking face looking at me and I was like, oh, okay, Sean Connery's in it. Like Ah, they they gave the game away there. To get to it, it gave the game away to me. And then... I remembered something about Sean Connery that I'd seen before that I assumed was in this film, but it's not in this film. Wearing his little... <laughs> wearing his little gear. Oh, you thought we were going to see when Sean Connery was Borat. Now, that was a... <laughs> uh, it was a different time. It was po- No one realised, you know, that Sacha Baron Cohen was actually an elaborate disguise that Sean Connery was wearing. Borat was your classic double disguise switcheroo, folks. Deal with it. 
I do wonder now if Sean Connery in that get-up is the kind of Mario to Borat's Luigi. Consider the colours of their, <laughs> so, their palette swap. Here's a question though. Yeah. When you saw like the little bit of spoiling that could have happened, which was which was seeing that fucking piece of shit Sean Connery who we keep having on this podcast for whatever reason, and the one time we have him on Cinema Swill, we end up unironically loving the shit out of the mm. movie that he was in. He's great in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the absolute prick. But um, yeah. when he was there, we were like, ah, yes, Scottish Sean Connery. I'm beginning to see some of the pieces. Like when they did the kind of voiceover at the start, we were like, there he is, big man Sean, taking us through now. Yeah. Did you have a, a pseudo idea at that point? I sort of started to think about, oh, I kind of get an idea of where this is going. Because I remembered that image of him wearing a, a sort of strange leather, red leather gear that I've just seen on the internet around. You know, that reminds me of that picture. MySpace. <laughs> funny guy sent me funny messages. Oh, look at this profile picture. It's Sean Connery dressed up like some kind of space sex criminal. It's a funny picture. So I remembered that. And I was like, oh, okay, Scottish, Sean Connery. You know, he's got some prestige to him. I'm guessing this is some sort of twist on Scottish law and history. I was anticipating fully historical. But then the music kind of threw me off. <laughs> yeah, I don't, want to, I, I don't want to dwell too much ever on studio stings. Now, one of my absolute favourite guilty pleasure, actually a movie that I know is kind of is trash, but I love it still. Not technically yeah. from my childhood, but Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie is, like, yep. is a complicated, brilliant disaster <laughs> that at the start has got like... 20 studio stings in a row and it makes me laugh every single time yeah and the flatulent synth for canon films <laughs> which basically comes in like a robot that's had too much christmas dinner <laughs> <laughs> great stuff like i'll go and watch their other movies what were they distributing in the 80s ads because i'll watch them all <laughs> if i get a couple of more of those i was extremely excited about the fact that i was like well we've got songs and additional music by queen so that clocked you straight away then that's good to know well i think the first song they play is a queen song here we are princes of the universe yes uh, yeah yeah fuck yes like, oh shit queen all the way through this is going to be interesting. It's Queen-centric, Sam. It mm. sure is. It's honestly probably one of the greatest soundtracks ever. Not just from, like, you know, the score or whatever. I'm just talking about these needle drops are all absolutely goddamn fantastic. And not only have you got the rock and roll stylings of Queen in 1986 yes. at the height of their powers, you've also got the rock and roll stylings of the World Wrestling Federation yeah. in Madison <laughs> Square Garden. Madison Square Garden. I'll read you a bit of my notes here. What the fuck is going on? Is this a wrestling film? <laughs> the Freebirds are in this. What the fuck is going on? Is this actual WWE slash WWF? It is. It is. It's actual. Was that a WrestleMania? No, it was an event at Madison Square Garden, but I believe, I'm not sure if it's still there because the WWF, which is now the WWE, mm. their streaming platform has changed kind of hands over in the US and it might be the same, but they used to have a, a zone that was like hidden gems or whatever. And right. they did actually have, mm. with the crate, I call it a drone. It's probably just an actual helicopter flying around <laughs> from the noise of it. But they have the match where they filmed that at that show with, with that crazy helicopter yeah. cam. And let me tell you, 
I've been to an online fair, but I ain't, I've not. But I've never seen anything quite like this. Who needs a drone when you got this bird in the sky, baby? This bird was cooked. It was so hot. It was, a, you know what? It was an exciting opening shot and sequence to pan over that much of Madison Square Garden with a wrestling event going on. Looked and felt great. Wrestling, do it more, please. As someone who has yeah. to watch a lot of you, I would say that I would appreciate the tracking chopper or drone shot that sounds like what? a lot There's of fun. some wires going on there were some wires did you think at this point this is why i liked <laughs> this movie and i was well, so I like because thought... uh, it's a wrestling movie and kevin likes wrestling yeah. i mean look forgetting the bit at the start which was just i mean that text at the start i can't remember what it said but like it was an ominous chat about <laughs> ominous things which have no bearing on the plot <laughs> i was thinking is this wrestling? Is it some sort of wrestling film? It's not, but we do pan on to McLeod. Connor McLeod. Connor McLeod. Looking really sinister and miserable, sitting there watching the wrestling. Having a bad time at the wrestling. Here's a wrestling joke for any of you who wants one. He looks like Rowdy Roddy Piper contemplating another retirement. <laughs> At the time, it would have been, you know, 86 thereabouts, you know, and he'd lost a bit of the muscle mass, hadn't he? And he looked like he was definitely on the downward slope of a cocaine mountain. Yes, but <laughs> Conor McLeod looked like that, looked upset. And then we flash back to what I've called here Scottish War Times. Scottish War Times! Brackets, Battle of dot 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 Scotland. Sam, it's obviously the Age of Empires. Come on, <laughs> duh! Side note as well, because they just walk around going, McLeod! McLeod! Or should I say, McLeod! <laughs> McLeod! It's so bad, all the accents. But I, I want you to settle, settle it once and for all now. Sure. Is it... McLeod, yeah. as in, oh, sure, there now, there's a lovely cloud in the sky. Oh, look at McLeod, yeah. Or turn down that fast takeaway music. It's a bit McLeod for me. <laughs> oh, right. McLeod or McLeod. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Mc McLeod, McLeod. Like, is the chairman of the World Wrestling Federation called Vince McMahon or Vince McAhan? <laughs> Or Vince McCain. Um, <laughs> I, in my head, it forms as McCloud, as in mm. nice fluffy thing in the sky. But yeah. it might be loud, loud, McCloud. I'm not sure how it's spelled. I've not checked, but I'm, I'm going to say McCloud. Yeah. You know. McCloud, I'm feeling McCloud. So we, we go back to sort of Scottish war times. And I thought, oh, this is an Don't interesting... call it Scottish war times. Scottish war times is like a special clock they have during a terrorist incident or something like that. We're all switching to Scottish war time now. <laughs> Okay, synchronise your watches with Nicola Sturgeon on the count of three, okay? Two, and here we go. I thought it was an interesting parallel to draw with the wrestling. And then I thought, is this like an Assassin's Creed thing? But I haven't played Assassin's Creed. I'm sorry, all right, so for the benefit of those at home who unfortunately have played Assassin's Creed yeah. games, hey, I didn't waste my fucking time. I just wasted my time watching someone else waste their time playing Assassin's Creed. What's an Assassin's Creed thing? Well, this is like a video game swirl here because I'm not really sure. I think a man from the future goes back into oldie times to oh, no, be an assassin. That's no, there's a man who takes you back to the past and he right. plays this shitty game and sucks ass. Uh, oh, wait, no, that's a different guy. Never mind. <laughs> 
I'm not sure, but I thought, is it that? Is it like, you know, he's going to go back to the past? He's, you know, he's just a guy into wrestling, but he's going to get taken back. But then he's there as well, you know? Look, funnily enough, there was a tag team back in the, the mid-noughties called the Highlanders. Mm. Did they dress up like, you know, all, all Scottish and that? They wore kilts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would say they had as convincing a Scottish accent as the people here in Scottish wartime, as you have called it. <laughs> so, I mean, they had that much going for them, at least. I think some of these lads are Scottish, probably. Maybe a few. I don't know. And, you know, what happened was they were fired, they were released, they were let go, because one of the guys actually showed up in another wrestling company just to watch, and the other wrestling company, kind of the dick move, they showed him oh, in the crowd no. on TV going, look, there's a there's a wrestler <sighs> from that, that other company. And he got fired. And then oh, the guy shit. who was left behind, he was like, oh, is it because there can only be one? They're like, no, you're shit too. You're fired. So they got rid of him <laughs> as well. <laughs> I may have embellished that story for the purposes <laughs> of the Highlander. So, McLeod, he's in a car park. And a man in a suit emerges behind him. Ooh. They both draw swords. Now, were you expecting swords to come out? I was expecting swords. I thought there'd be swords in this. Okay. I didn't think there'd be swords in present day, but I was expecting swords. So we've got swords. It's very yes. dramatic. Yes. Quite silly. The music is, <laughs> is quite fun. Suits man, he's running off. He's knocking out all the electric. They're running along cars, doing too many backflips. Oh, whoa, from this whoa, fellow whoa, in the suit. whoa, whoa, whoa. No, oh. no, 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 oh. no, 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 oh. no. Oh. You use backflips sparingly. With all due respect, C, I don't agree with you there. I, I got a, C is for Chaplin. <laughs> what I got to say about that, Sam, is yeah. I think from watching this movie so many times in a short space of time, I have realized a good 60% of my love for this is my love of backflips and also right. my love of sparks. And this is both the sparkiest and the backflippiest fight scene ever. This guy is literally backflipping as his walking animation. Well, yeah, that's how he traverses, which to me is upsetting. And like, you know, previously I would have said Mario Bros, the movie which we reviewed, that maybe mm. had the most sparks. But this was like someone had eaten a, a big bag of fireworks and was getting sick the next morning. It was incredible. I just I can't now stop thinking about a man in a suit who can only move by backflipping and he just gets around doing back it, all day going around doing that it was amazing it has a very like in modern times watching this bit which was yeah. always like this was very much the bit that grabbed me straight away i was like okay here we go i, I love this it's fucking it's ridiculous there's car park sword fight yeah and everything they do seems to cause it, the world around them just to fucking crumple and explode and make water go everywhere so like i have a lot of time for this but what it did remind me of watching this time as well was like playing an online game or something like that you're just minding mm -hmm. your own business and some fucking backflipping sparking <laughs> motherfucker comes out with a katana you know i think this actually happened to me on the last time i played gta online that he got on like a flying motorcycle and went to the moon or some shit like i mean a lot of this film feels very video gamey but i know it's mm. pre you know most 3d video games so it's 86 sam wow i mean so the level of i guess you know they destroy all these stages that they battle in and there's sparks everywhere and there's i think probably this amongst loads and loads of other films have ended up inspiring the sort of people who then made video games in the 90s and early 2000s right here you and i i think this might be the first time ever but i think you and i got the same video game for christmas we both got ratchet and clank didn't we yeah it's fucking so great. this is kind of like like real life ratchet and clank because it's just exploding things isn't it and lots of things yeah. going everywhere and that's basically all humans want at the end of the day and if you just kind of skip over the story <laughs> yeah oh uh, no i 
like that. We like the story. We well, no, Ratchet and Clank, the story can go suck it, fucking fuck. It's so shit. It's so bad. <laughs> hey, guess what I did? I just imagined that they made Ratchet be voiced by Chris Pratt and Clank be voiced by Tom Holland. What? And that was what it was. And I skipped it all out of spite. But it looks good, doesn't it? Well, I mean, of course. He, I mean, he's obviously a Mario, isn't he? Like, you know, you see that, like, you know, I see in him the same hunger that would take the heart of Bob Hoskins. <laughs> so, back in the Madison Square Garden car park, McLeod chops off this suit guy's fucking head. Amazing. Oh, my God, he's, his head goes. Did you see it? You know what? Despite how much of it you've seen in video games and movies and things like that, there's something about someone's head getting lopped off that really just, you go, oh, Ah, oh, you know, it, re- it always gets you. Or it always gets me, at least. See, the Saudi Arabian government are listening now, and they're like, see, <laughs> the guy gets this. It's impactful. It makes it has statements. A real, it has a real impact. But then this guy's body gets sort of magically, electrically moved away. Floats. Oh, I love that hand-drawn blue lightning yes. shite that yes. you get in the 80s on film. I love it. Very Terminator, isn't it? Oh, the yes, and very... Very Star Wars as well. Yeah. It's, it, it's very yeah. of the time. And what basically this happens is it makes all the cars in the car park fail their NCTs. <laughs> so, you know, and there's been stories of the fabulous Freebirds were a baddie tag team. They were heels, Sam. So people mm. would wait for them in the car park and then they would chop someone's head off and destroy all the cars so they know they should never come back to this territory again. And then a big bright light would shine on one of their faces and they'd kind of do a kind of Jesus pose thing and they'd and go, go ah! Yeah, really quite low energy screams from this fella here. Did you recognise the actor who played him? I don't think I know Christopher Lambert. Christopher Lambert. Do I'm I know, sorry, I know why I'm doing him in more. We, we, ha- we saw him in Mortal We did do Mortal Kombat, right? I didn't we did watch do that. Mortal Kombat. All right, yeah, I didn't yeah. watch that like an idiot for no reason. <laughs> like, this will be fun. It was, it was. We did it on Swale. So, uh, look, he didn't stick with me enough for me to be like, oh, yeah, it's this guy. How do you reckon to his... I mean, there's two voices, so, I mean, we're going back now in time. You know what? I don't think Scottish wartime is is correct because I'm not sure if Scotland was ever like this, so I've given it a new name, which is Scotland. It's just kind of like kitschy, make-believe. Like, if Westworld had a Scottish option, it'd be this, wouldn't it? You know? (laughs) Scotworld. Ye old, vaguely ye old Scotland, kind of. I mean, for, when I lived in Scotland, it was like Westworld because I'm like, I'm going to go over there and eat deep fried black pudding and do the worst things inside <laughs> my psyche and no one's ever going to know. One of the things that doesn't feel authentic is that one Scottish lad says, I peed my kilt. Peed. He says peed. I don't think anyone in Scotland says peed. Do they? No, you pish. P- you, p- you piss. You- you, no, you pish. You put a H on that, you yeah. know? The way I yeah. view it is this, is if that they take the time and energy in Scotland to mm. write it phonetically in, like, books and Twitter and all that jazz, then yeah. we are obliged to say it that way, I guess. Right. Pished. <laughs> pished <laughs> pished But so, no, 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 an English guy saying pished McKilt, though, in a half-hearted <laughs> accent, that's a borderline hate crime, Sam, so I'd ask you to retract those remarks. <laughs> These ads get away with it because they're all yanks and they don't know any better. Yeah. That's why they say things like, Makala Awad! Makala Awad! Come here, my fellow Scottish man! So there's a big battle going on. Well, you know what, Kevin? It's a proper clash of clans, which brings us to today's sponsor. Uh, there's no sponsor. No! Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> 
so no one's fighting Connor McLeod. He's our main guy because a lad from the other clan has said he wants to kill him for himself. Or well, that's what I thought then, but it's not that. And so he gets absolutely stabbed to fuck. Does Connor and uh, another lad who I think now is the main baddie still says that there can be only one. Ah, now we there know how many one. there can be. I tell you what, there isn't only one of instances of that quote <laughs> because if you if you didn't hear it the first time, you will hear it another few times. Yeah, there's other versions of it, like you know, you can say there's just the one, or stop it now. There, there's only the one. Sure, only, you know, you can, you can do those versions of it. Yeah, a couple of stray observations here. Yeah, yeah, sure. As they were walking through the, the village and they were being given heather by their betrothed. Yes, there was just one burning crucifix in the background it was just there what's that i don't know i don't know are you telling me the clan is on top of everything of culturally appropriated from the scottish people of 1536 could have done i don't know Ridiculous. i mean these guys are clans but they're not i don't think they're that kind of clan you know did you recognize who the baddie was big kurgan he was called another wrestling name as well there you go got a lot of wrestling in this movie is there a kurgan wrestler there was a kurgan wrestler uh, i mean wrestler is a generous term to give him but he would have I mean, would have said that on his paperwork. character within character. wrestling he was a bigger than life <laughs> i did recognize that guy who is he it's clancy brown sam oh is it Wait, who, what What do we know Clancy Brown from? Well, I mean, I know Clancy Brown from all sorts. I mean, he's... Because i tell you what, he was in Lost, and now now that all makes sense. He was in Lost. Yeah. Well, if that's, that's what you know him from, that's yeah. fine. I think you he know. was in Lost. Yeah, he was in Lost. Yeah. In Lost. Seems yeah. like the type of thing that he do. You know, it's kind of lower uh, tier type of work. Young... You know? No, come on. <laughs> younger Clancy Brown. It, it, that does make sense now, and now I recognise him. Oh. I don't know if my impression was really bad, but he's also the voice of Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob. I don't know if you knew that. I'm not a SpongeBob guy. I never. Sam, I've never for fuck's sake, you've not yeah. seen SpongeBob. I've seen Spo- I've not seen any SpongeBob, mate. Upside of this, if you only want to watch the good stuff, it's only like probably two hours worth in total. So there oh, you okay. go. So you can just get through all of good SpongeBob. There you go. Yeah. There's a Cinema Swirl episode coming to you. All of the good SpongeBob, and not a second more. <laughs> Time wastings <laughs> went on here. So back into the present day, Connor's driving away from Madison Square Garden, and there's a you know what? Again, talking about video game shit, there's a great third person over the head perspective shot from the yeah. back of the car of him driving away. It's really liked, and he gets fully properly arrested. Fully properly arrested, which yeah. means that they wave their good in your face and they're really horrible. Uh, like not yeah. just not a polite arrest and a full on full no. fat. Proper I was going to say a full fat British arresting, but there was something. <laughs> intrinsically american about this yes. in its own right um and according to his id his name is mr nash mr we've nash. seen him in the past more mr. like McLeod. mr pasht as what they call it in scotland when you go back in time and then we cut we cut back to the past for a second and connor looks like he's definitely dead or dying but then back we are in the future and a woman brenda in the future she's investigating this she's a forensic detective sam what a cool thing to be in 86 is she also a sword expert or is well, she brought in because she's a sword expert? Because it's 1986 and CSI hasn't infiltrated the zeitgeist yet, I think the generous appraisal of what you do as a forensic detective or a forensic scientist is you're a top boffin cop. <laughs> so you have to know all the nerd book shit yeah. that the rest of them don't know because they're too busy with the goddamn donuts and handguns. There was a word that came up a few times in this as the proper name for like sword person or sword expert. But I, I, what, not metallurgist? Well, I was going to say metallurgist. <laughs> 
Metal Urgler. It's set off my Metal Urgler alarm. Oh, a Metal Burger, though. Ooh, very nice. <laughs> but anyway, the sword that she's found at the crime scene is extremely posh. Extremely high value High sword. end. That's worth a million dollars. Boy, what a load of smackerinos. That exactly. sword has got a high price for a sword. And this is then preceded by one of my favourite scenes in the movie, which is... Yeah, all oh, this interrogation. Yeah, Nash's interrogation. You talk funny, Nash. I'm from lots of places. I mean, that's a good way of getting around the fact that this fella, Christopher Lambert, can't really do any of the actions. Get out of my mind, Jean-Claude Van Damme! With this arm, I control you! <laughs> That's funny, man, to say, like, you talk funny where you're from, lots of different places. That's funny. And it is, ultimately, true. So it explains the bad accent. The only thing funnier than that is his exquisite explanation and theory as to how a headless man ended up in the car park of MSG, which was a depressed wrestling fan, cut his own head off. <laughs> That's like something you say as a toddler. Oh, cut your own head off. <laughs> and you say it, you've like no trousers on, you walk out of the room shitting yourself or something. What? 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 Because the free bird's lost. I'll cut your head <laughs> off. And there's a bit of, you know, homophobic back and forth between Connor and one of these police lads. And then a big What's the matter, on... detective? Are you after a piece of ass? <laughs> it's a big full-on fight. Actual big fight. Yeah, he uh, just, like, fights his way up. And then they're like, hey, you can't be doing that. And he's like, well, am I under arrest? And they're like, no. So he just leaves. He's all right. Yeah, it's great. You know what? What he has is the confidence of a man who's lived for centuries and he knows the ins and outs of the legal system. So he knows the first punch you throw on a cop in New York is free, and they can't do <laughs> yeah. anything about that. You get, you're always getting a free hit. Just remember that, everyone at home. You get one. You get one go. And the unions have gotten together, and they've striked against it, but it's still in there. It's one of the rules. I'm you sorry, I don't make them. Free it's, hit. You got the free hit. Yeah. Hey, guess who's also in the present? It's the Kergster, and he's yeah. in New York City. And one thing he loves more than his rock and roll lifestyle, which facilitates the staples he has or the, the drawing pins he has all around his neck. Yep. He loves rock and roll music. Sure, he'd listen to it all night if he had his way. He hears on the radio someone talking about this case and the decapitation and, you know, who knows this person's name or whatever. And he's like, I know the name. Now, what does his voice sound like? I, uh, I don't I, <laughs> And then he puts it, so he hears that on the radio and then puts in a tape of fucking sick Queen songs. Yeah, baby. And drives around listening to some fucking cool rock music. That's basically the man who's invented playlists. I never saw anyone do that before then. And I saw a lot of people do it since, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Now, there's something that I kind of aspire to. And mm -hmm. we see it here. And I think we've yeah. seen it in a few more movies here. We think we saw it on Blues Brothers, definitely. But there seems to be a culture that existed in New York and Chicago and great American cities throughout yeah. the 80s and 70s that you can be a crazy old spinster sat in a chair doing whatever the fuck you want. You could be doing any old shite and somehow tolerated and you've no stake in the business and you don't seem to be a customer, but you just have the spot. I think yes. I could do that justice if... My cards were lined up right, Sam. I'd love to just be that person in a ho in like a hotel. Yeah. I say hotel, motel. A lobby eccentric, you know. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's just part of the furniture. It's nice. And in this hotel, you can get hookers or blow by dialing O. And so it's one It's one of those, you know. It's one of those ones. Well, he doesn't want hookers or blow. No. He wants to sword. check out his sword. <laughs> and I know what it is. He saw it on eBay and it looked grand. And then it came. It was one of them build-your-own-sword kits. Yeah, oh. uh, He should have looked at all the fine prints there, Clance. Oh, what, Alan Key? There's not one here. Oh, God. And what I like about his sword. sword is that it's got two smaller little swords that come out. Yeah. And that's that twofold is cool. One, it makes it look like his cool sword is going, rock on, mate, by doing a cool symbol. Also, he's covered if any smaller McLeods come around and those heads need chopping off as well, like polyps yeah. or something. <laughs> Tell you what, Kevin, when you order a sword online and it arrives, right, you get the sword and the, the packaging the sword's in, you need a bloody sword to get into your sword, right? You, you, need, you, need, to, you need a sword to get into the sword. Like, I, can't, I can't get into my sword. I need another Why additional sword. Why must you put swords in blister packs? Yeah. Dixons? <laughs> it's been a long time since I've heard that name. I know, it's oh. chill. Oh. And one of the uh, aforementioned sex workers comes into the room behind the Kurgan while he's facing forward doing and his sword like, stuff. And he's all like... Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, he's, he's rotten. He's like, hi, I'm Candy. And he's like, of course you are. This had big, thank God it was cut and left on the floor <laughs> energy because yeah. it was definitely filmed. <laughs> we don't find what happened there. And that's for the best. So Brenda... The detective, sword detective, is back in the car park. <laughs> the best type of detective. Sword detective. Available now on the Nintendo Switch eShop for £1.49. She's looking for samples, and she's finding some. Connor McLeod is also there, hiding in a car park like a creep. Okay, right. Yeah. I don't care how many centuries you've been around. You don't return to the scene of a crime. And that goes doubly, maybe even triply so, if they're actually there themselves yeah, at the moment. Yeah, they're investigating the crime. <laughs> what, has he just become an idiot with all his years on the planet? Is that it? I don't really know how he gets away with just, like, walking out of there and then showing up and stuff. And, and then, he, like, he follows her to a bar. And they're chatting about Madison Square Garden. And I was like, Brenda, more like Brandy, because she had drunk <laughs> the biggest glass. Look, if you can't swirl it, it's too much brandy. But that was a lot of brandy. That's a big brandy. I can't remember the last time I had brandy. I don't know, but my mum once called a paint stripper and it just kind of ruined brandy for right. me forever. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what I will use brandy a lot for, though. I'll make a mean brandy sauce with some pan drippings. Or a bit of brandy butter. A bit of brandy makes the best goddamn peppercorn sauce you ever did have. Ooh. Thank you very much. But unfortunately, Ooh. there can be only one cooking <laughs> tip per episode of Cinema Swirl. <laughs> and you, none of you are ready for the quickening, so sorry. Right. What I want to say is that Connor's like, hey, I want, I want to walk you... I can't do his non-accent thing that he does. I want to walk you home, Brenda. More like uh, Connor McFrown, am I right? And she is like, no, I'm, I'm going home. And she walks off. And then he walks outside. And then we get this music, which is like, it's always a rainy day without you. This very, like, romantic, soppy, like, mournful music. He's the main guy and she's the main girl. And it's but 1986. There, there's no, there's nothing chemistry be damned. <laughs> there's a love story here, allegedly. And you can, you know what? You can play all the queen in the world. You can't set a mood for this because it is ice cold, baby. The music feels like it's 10 scenes ahead. Yeah. This yeah. is long before we know about the extent of the immortality. It already seems like a really bad idea. <laughs> but quick transition into sinister music. She's now following him to where Ooh. he goes. 
Ooh. And he grabs her, tells her to be quiet. They're in this weird maze of like scaffolding and pipes and steam and shit. I love this shit. It looks like something from the Crystal Maze. You know, a it's zone. such a fucking zone. Yes. It's such a zone. It's, it's such a, a real zone. zone. Yeah. Oh, Sam, you're such a fucking zone. <laughs> And it's a zone for fighting, because it's fight time. Kruger emerges, they have a fight, there's all the there can be only one <laughs> shit going on. Kruger. Was it Kruger? No, he I think he calls himself Kruger when he checks into the hotel. Ah, I see. He's not like you're going from McLeod to McLeod to, Nash. to Nash. That's yeah. fucking throw him off the chase there. Kurgan to Kruger. Not that far. Cover up the scar, mate. Come on, like. But the Kurgan's there. They're having a big fight. But the police are here with a whirly bird. So he manages to scuttle <laughs> off. Damn you, Jared Leo. I can't <laughs> stop calling helicopters birds. <laughs> he says to her, you only have one life. If you value it, go home. Yeah, Brenda's basically like you at the start of this in the priest's world, demanding exposition. And I'm McLeod. Oh, yeah. What, what's going on? Totally denying it because I'm mysterious. And What's that quote that you said? There can be one one of the... She's she's asking like all the actual questions that you'd want to know. Like, what? What's going on, mate? What's happening? And he's like, you, don't, you only have one life. If you value it, go home. Go, the uh, answer go is as inscrutable as his accent, Brenda. <laughs> You're wasting your time. In the past, yes. everyone's really fucking glum and miserable about Connor rising from the dead. And I don't know what the big deal is. This is 1536. You've got a long time of... You had a cross that was... A... What's the deal? I thought you'd be all over this. I'm not afraid to say this to you. If you died and then the next day you showed up again, yeah. I'd be fucking delighted. Great! I'd be like, brilliant brilliant that's really perked me up today actually i just i hate phony people who are like once you die they're not going to be delighted when you come back to life it's so fake man that's awesome your friend's back but they're, they're not having it because they think he's in league with lucifer yeah he's they think the he's devil the devil yeah and i know what their excuse is because i'm assuming anyone who's like that these days is because of being on their phones or whatever <laughs> but uh, back in 1536 they're just come objectively on, awful people yeah, cut to the whole fucking village beating the fuck out of him because he's the devil. And we, we, we get the original culture war, which is the 52% who want to banish him and the 48% who want to burn him. <laughs> I mean, it's horrible. One of his mates is like, look, mate, can you walk? You go, okay, and I'll stop these lot from fully killing you. But he's still all, like, tied up and, like... Can we singe him at least as opposed <laughs> to, you know... <laughs> singe him and shun him but not burn and banish you know what i mean look sam i'm doing whatever it is to get this mcleod issue over the line for the good people of scotland in 1536 yeah like i, I don't want to i want to remain apolitical on this issue and not say anything either way all right fair enough fair enough don't wade in i don't think it's my place to say <laughs> <laughs> resurrection he suits him well he takes to it like a duck to water you know oh, yeah like one second he's resurrected two minutes later he's having sex with a bonnie wee lassie as they're yeah. known not a care in his head don't you know you're making love to one already dead <laughs> that is one thing though if i did die and came back from life i'm not sure about yourself I'd sing that every single time I had sex after oh, yeah, coming yeah. back from life. It'd be funny, though. You have you have to laugh, ladies and gentlemen, when you die and come back. You just you have know? to laugh. You just have to laugh. Uh, otherwise, you'll cry. Just, I just want to mention, there's a brief bit where we go back to New York in between those, those two scenes. Oh, there's a lot of flapping about, isn't there? There's a kind of match cut 
from Connor's face to the Mona Lisa's face on a wall in New York, and that's how we go back to the future for a bit. And all that seems to happen in the future is he goes to a weird shop slash house. It's kind of an, got an octagon-shaped conversation pit. It looks very comfortable, and he has a sit-down. Right, but now he's with his nice new wife in the past. He's all muck and muscle, and eye blossom just the way you like it. That's he, does, my... he, he does have more <laughs> of a shit trying to actually be Scottish as opposed to... Yeah. My voice has changed. Like he is in the in the present. He is more Ah here now, the bunny wee lass. Come here now, I <laughs> Like he's embarrassed. He seems embarrassed. Yeah. And he should be. Yeah. And who arrives but Sean Connery? And I'll tell you what, when I saw that Sean Connery was in this, I didn't expect his character name to be Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez. I didn't see that coming. You were like, finally, some actual fucking Scottish, and he's like, I'm Spanish. No, actually, I'm Egyptian. I'm a, my name is Rodriguez. I'm a metallurgist, and I make no fucking sense. Didn't see it coming. Did you see my fancy hat? So he was the chief metallurgler to the king of spain or something and he's saying we're the same we're brothers we've got the same thing going on and he could have been a little bit more upfront to be like look ever knows that you're immortal we want to know more but instead he's all like we're the shame uh sorry i wrote that we're ashamed he said we're the same <laughs> sean connery should be ashamed we're the, sh- we're the shame <laughs> even dead he should be ashamed right yes we are brothers. B-A-L-A-N-C-E. Balance. This guy, he's no miyagi though. That's all I'll say. He's not ready for us. He's fallen all over the place. It's a real Mr. Miyagi Karate Kid situation here, though. We get, like, proper training montage. These two don't get along at first. They're calling each other stupid haggis, or you smell like a dung heap, or I'll go and chop your head off. Or trying to drain them, like, you know. Yeah, piss shit, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, that, uh, that's quite fun, though. When, you know, no, it's, it's not. Well, no, no, it's, it's not, it's not. But I literally fact- fell off a boat in the middle of the ocean. You're not allowed to say it's fun to be thrown off a boat. No. It would be fun if you just sank to the bottom and could breathe and were fine like because it's not he doesn't dra- so his immortality he just can't be killed he doesn't die and come back no he's, he just he's, doesn't die he's unkillable but it seems like his body can heal itself it's not like a death becomes your situation where he's got mm. kind of like you know perma scarring on or whatever it may be but i do like that there's a little bit of haggis chat here you know <laughs> yeah watch haggis and he's, he doesn't give a very good description of it no he said it's mostly oats and she's stomach. I mean, there's I've a lot more. A lot more going on there. I'll tell you. You know what I love? I love haggis, and I love a, a vegan or a veggie haggis. Mm. Uh, any type of haggis, you give me them spices. Give me the white pepper of haggis. There's a little jacket potato shop just off the Royal Mile. How many times did we eat there? We think we ate there like nine times in ten days. It's a veggie shop, and they just do veggie toppings, and they do a veggie haggis, and it's lovely. But you will need some sort of sauce or moisture to add on to it. Because it, um, the last time I had it, it was a little bit dry. You get a little pot of gravy and you drizzle yeah, it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's lovely. Go. So I, I that like that. That is a second tip now. I'm, I'm too many. <laughs> Sorry. That's my one. You okay, were, that, okay. Right. There can only be one per person. <laughs> Each. Okay. <laughs> you are safe only on holy lands. None of us will violate that law. There's only a few of these immortal guys left. They will feel that. Irresistible pull to a faraway land to fight for the prize. There's a prize. We don't know what the prize is, though, do we? 
No, oh. we don't know what that is. And is this like just a really, really long term kind of battle royale game? Yeah, pretty much. Loads of these immortal guys and then they've whittled down over the years. Yeah, and when the fewer and fewer and fewer of them that there are, then they're like drawn to each other, like stand users would be, for instance. So there's right. there's kind of like an inevitability about all of this. This is some now where I have to stick my oar in and be like, hand up of a mission by design i've never watched any other bit of the highlander franchise never read any of the comics or watched the tv series there's loads of sequels including one that has wwe superstar edge in one of them highlander endgame i I was this close I was this close to checking out because he mentioned it in a promo in the year 2000 and me and my cousin were like, wow. well, we're going to have to watch the first three Highlanders first. So <laughs> <laughs> it's before our time, unfortunately. So, Highlander Endgame. All this that's explained here, because yeah. when I posted a little sneaky shot on my Twitter at Kevin Mann saying, hey, I might be doing a little bit of Highlander for Cinema cool. Swirl. We had loads of people going, oh, shame about the second one, shame about the sequels, shame about all that. And I thought, well, the main thing that they're saying is bad about it is that they basically undo all of this story and all of the thing that all, everything that's set up here is apparently undone. That's undone. what I've been told today okay. on the right. Twitter. So I think as an experiment, we should do Highlander 2 for Cinema Swill after this, assuming somewhere along the way you don't get completely put off this franchise. That's it. Sounds good. Here's a question for you, Sam. While Mm. we're talking about the gathering and all the rules and the quickening, holy ground, as you and I aren't necessarily, I I was raised as discussed in our Passion of the Christ episode in a Catholic environment. I do not identify as a Catholic anymore. And I would therefore struggle to identify holy ground holy for ground. myself. Holy ground for yourself? Does it have to be holy? Can it be any holy ground? I mean, I think we're... I see pricks on YouTube all the time eating big sandwiches going, this is my church. I think they're going, <laughs> this is my church, bro. And I'm like, fuck off, it's not. I can't go to a Subway sandwich shop and be like, I'm on a holy ground, you know, technically. For some people, they... Can I have a flexy holy ground so if Clancy Brown comes to get me, I'm like, no, no, we're in uh, Quiznos. You, it's holy ground because I love toasty sandwiches. Ah! I took that as any place of worship. See, if I went in, though, to a place of worship yeah, as a Highlander, knowing that mm. I'm not partial to whatever the religion is, I'd feel like a squatter, basically. Like, I was just coming in and taking a big dirty dump in their, their place of worship. You Why are you have doing? to take a dump there. I'm hanging out so <laughs> someone doesn't chop my head off. And while your trousers down, I can't explain it's happening. I think most places of worship, if you came in and said, I'm here to escape being killed, they'd probably be like, oh, all right. You know, they'd be all right with it. They'd be all right with that. Yeah. I mean, I assume Subway and Quiznos and all sandwich shops similarly would be like fine with that. Oh, yeah, they'd be fine. Okay, yeah. Are you going to buy a sandwich though? Um, Are you going to buy a sandwich? Because otherwise, get out. Well, are you going to chop my head off first? Like, because I I don't want to have this conversation with you, you know? He's like, don't don't lose your head. (laughs) She or she though, your head, game over. I don't want to ask too many questions about the law and the rules here. Okay. But uh, you know what? It's actually not a bad idea to do that, Sam, because if we're going to watch what is some, if someone has yeah. told me is a, a literal undoing of this movie, then it's probably good to establish what we do now before it is undone. Can, so immortal lads can kill each other, but only through chopping off each other's heads. Yes. Right. And I don't get what the quickening is. That's ah, not the okay. prize. Now, the quickening... That's the kind of electric 
stuff. The quickening just refers to the energy and like the immortal spirit that you have as a Highlander. So the fact that, you know, you don't get right. kind of tired as easily. You don't have superpowers necessarily, but you know, no. your man doing the backflips, that wasn't just fucking killer cardio. That was that was, that was an example of the quickening. So right. I would say that because you only see McLeod fight other Highlanders, you don't really get a sense of his quickening as much. But the quickening no. just means you know, because I think Sean Connery goes, there's just a quickening. Way! Just jumps <laughs> yeah, off somewhere. He just jumps off a rock. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But no, Sean, though, what is the quickening? Is it, your, your mother's a quickening. Way! <laughs> fucking balance. <laughs> I would also think they can't have kids, these immortal people. Don't really get why not, but they can't. I suppose that rules out the fact that you could then maybe you know give birth to a sort of semi-immortal child i mean the line would be pretty secure is what you're saying sam like you know yeah don't want no dodgy immortals pumping out kids for eternity no fucking thanks no. so that's just i don't think it's not allowed i think it's just impossible that so would be being immortal irresponsibly fecund of the <laughs> <laughs> What's the definition of that word? Fecund. Fecund, which is the shorthand of fecundity, which is the, uh, if you're fecund, it means producing or capable of producing an abundance of offspring. Oh, but these guys are basically non-fecundable tokens, right? They Pretty can't... much, yeah. yeah like, okay. You know, <laughs> you know you, they can do something as a token or whatever, but it ain't going to make <laughs> no kids. It is cataclysmically unfecund. Lack of fecundity all around. <laughs> McLeod has to leave his new wife, I think. Sean Connery has a sword from 593 BC. And you know what I like as well? I like Sean yeah. Connery saying, Pendejo? Because <laughs> he's Spanish, isn't he? Yeah, in a way. The Kurgan, we hear that he's the strongest of all the immortals. If he wins a prize, mortal men will suffer an eternity of darkness. In the end, there can be only one. In the end, mate, only one. Only one, and this is kind of emphasised as well, because Kurgan ruins dinner. Oh, what a prick. And prick. I kind of feel like, all right, I don't. He didn't know what was being told in that room beforehand, but like, it's almost as if he wanted to make the worst possible first impression here on the gang <laughs> as a whole. You know, he fucks everything up. Fucked it right up. Goes to fight Sean Connery. They yep. have a fight in the most amazing castle ever. Yes. You give a child a toy of this. Every step causes a part of it to explode. Oh. It's like it was built with the building blocks of all the furniture and GoldenEye on the N64. Everything is extremely combustible, and I love it. And it, you know what? If all of those rocks that build up this castle feel like cushions when they fall off, you know, it's just they're all so bouncy and light. It's very, again, another fucking zone. Another zone. This is a good zone for a fight. It's a good, like, stage, arena. I feel like you should be able area. to go to a place an exploding castle like this and it's all bouncy material so it's yeah. absolutely fine when they're up there fighting at the end on top of the ruined bit of castle with all the lightning and energy going around and all the sparks inexplicably coming out of stone <laughs> oh well no if you scrape a sword on some stone you'll get some sparks they're not chainsaws Sam for Christ's well, no, sake you'll get some sparks I, I, I tell you what though it's a big album cover energy like you're oh, in 10 yeah, shots yeah. of this you could have that you know big album cover or like something to have a felt painting on over the electric fireplace when your brother comes around. I mean, forget the soundtrack. This film visually has a whole Iron Maiden discography in it just through screenshots alone. You could just, oh, yeah. you know, it's 
very, very heavy metal. And wouldn't you know it, even though he's usually the coolest of customers, yes. Ramirez brackets Sean Connery, he only loses his hat. Oh, no, sorry. You know, he loses his head. His oh. head. Yeah, his head chopped off. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Not before bad. he's done a little Bond quip, because he, he, he sliced the throat of the Kurgan, and the Kurgan's like, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, my cut has improved your voice. And then then his fucking head gets lopped. He does a little, little goof, and then he's then he's done. Would you like your last words to be a quip? Uh, I'd, yeah, I'd love my last words to be a quip. Yes, please. Yeah. Don't know what it's going to be, but that's part of the magic. You're almost guaranteed you wouldn't get the last word, though. Like, it's the one time where if they were like, you know... Like, if Kurgan here afterwards would be like, well, my voice is fine. Oh, no, that's no good. He would have been able... Like, he could have done another one, and no one would have, like... You know, Ramirez ain't going to say anything about it, mate. He's he's done talking. See, I reckon if my... Well, I thought my last words were a really good quip, and then someone replied to it. My actual last words would be, no, just just leave it. Just just let let that one sit. (laughs) I'd love my last words to be, drop it. Drop it. Then that's how I'd like to be. Uh, Another thing for the funeral list here. (laughs) Drop me from the wall. Like the wall, yeah. (laughs) And whatever the different parts of my body land in, give us a charity. (laughs) I wouldn't... Like a celebrity edition of the wall. As a dead man in several pieces, I wouldn't want the money, actually. I'd rather (laughs) go to charity. They've absolutely destroyed this castle, by the way. It's crumbling to fucking bits. Yeah, you know what? Anytime I go around Ireland, there's all these, like, runes of castles left over from back in the day. I'm just assuming some Highlanders fucking have at it on a rowdy Saturday night. So when Sean Connery gets, you know, tonight you will sleep in hell, there can be only one, head lopped off, I was like, well... I t- because I remember that fucking image of Sean Connery, that fucking MySpace image of Sean Connery dressed as Borat. Yeah. I was like, well, winking and nod, and myself watching this film, I was like, well, that won't be the last we've seen of Sean, though, will it? Oh, you thought he was coming back? I thought he's coming back later In on. In way I mean, less clothing. I thought, oh, we'll, we'll see him come back later on. That's not the last we've seen. It is the last we've seen of Sean Sorry, Connery. you literally thought that that image of Sean Connery was his final form, and I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and when it looks, it's got a final form look about it. You He's know? got like a laser gun in it, he? <laughs> well, I thought we might go to the future or something. I don't know. I thought he was going to come back. The whole time, I was like, just waiting for Sean to come back now. Uh, around the corner at some point we cut back to the future where yes. brenda is basically like just sick of it at this point she's like look what's going on i need to know what's happening here there's people being beheaded in this city i don't know what the fuck your deal is you there's something relating you to the crime you know you know all about these swords but you don't sell swords and everything about you seems really shady and he asks her out on the fucking date madman madman it's not the legal advice i'd give you know, to your actual captor and pursuer is to no. ask about the <laughs> So he's been immortal for a long time. Oh, another little detail that I want to ask you about. Was when he was a Highlander in Scotland his origin? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Has he always he been around before that? No, no, I'm pretty sure. I mean, you know, he was born before that. He didn't grow up a yeah. big burly chap, all no. muscle, as you say. But uh, that was the beginning of him. So he says okay. at one point he's been around for four centuries, thereabouts. It's like 450 yeah. years, I think, to the day or thereabouts where we see him in New York City. Well, he was in World War Two. We cut back to him rescuing a little girl. Doing what you do best in World War Two. Saving little kids and killing Zs. That's oh. the shorthand for Nazis. And after watching 
honestly some of the most fucking like desperate attempt to make you associate with them and make you sympathize with them i'm oh, sick of those guy. nazis from our last episode <laughs> this is a nazi guy who's like stick him up i'm a nazi yeah. see where in a the real full baddie nazi you proper know? decked out all in black yeah you mean this boo <laughs> I was nasty. throwing popcorn at the screen yes. when this bastard showed up and he got gunned down with relish. Lovely. Off he goes. And so this little girl is now the older woman who's this working in a secretary and manager, yeah. Yes, in the kind of sword shop, antique shop thing that he works at. They've got a kind of mutual relationship where they're looking after each other because he saved her and he's immortal. So needs a kind of alibi for existing. And Connor and Brenda have their little date. Yeah. I mean, he's just mooching around her house, basically. It's not much of a date. No. And she's hidden a tape recorder, a gun, around her place. It's, it's got a real point-and-click adventure vibe. He's, he's kind of finding all these little details around the room. And the only way you can actually solve the puzzle is you have to interact with the glass of whiskey and click the brood option. Because, <laughs> you know, he's been purposely obtuse like a point-and-click game here. But he realises quite quickly, with his 450 years on everyone, that he's been tailed. Yes. But she said she's just excited about this sword. Uh, how like fascinating it is in terms of its historical timing and what it means for history. You know, I think it's fascinating, Sam. Headless yeah. victims in New York City strewn around. <laughs> like yeah, maybe, maybe so many headless horsemen of their day, to use an analogy of sorts. And uh, tell you what, it's really sad when we get the, you know, that who wants to live forever? Me, oh, me, 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 me. Do you want to live forever? Forever. <laughs> Forever? Mm, if I have an exit clause, you know? No, you don't, though. Yeah, but I mean, like, your exit clause, like, the thing about being a Highlander is that if it's genuinely not the life for you, I'm sure we can find someone who'd make your head depart from your shoulders. <laughs> well, yeah. Can Highlanders kill themselves? They could just, I suppose you could just we lock your own head your off. head, yeah. But yeah. I mean, contrary to what you said earlier on, you know, Madison Square Garden or not, I wouldn't have a go at chopping my own head off. I mean, you'd need a guillotine that is self-operating, basically. You need some help with that, you know? It's one of those things you can't do on, by, by yourself. It's a real co-op activity. I mean, specific... I just have this feeling that, like, you know, I've had beard hairs that have been askew that I've really struggled to get out. <laughs> and I would think my head, it's just... You know, it's... You'd be there and you'd be... Ha like, if I was a Highlander, Sam, and you were helping me out and you were hacking away and I'd just be there, it, it just does this. Like, you know, it, I like I put product in it and it just, like, it stays like this. You know, oh, go on, there's a good one now. Go on there now. Yeah, there we go, there we go, there we go. Um, it feels very satisfying once you've done it, though. You know, when, it, when, you, when you get it cut. Uh, I mean, I have something to say on that later. I, I, that's all okay. I'll say. But right. I'll nod in agreement for now. But this who wants to live forever bit... Where me, 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 me. <laughs> I just think if any time anyone asks, you seem yeah. enthusiastic, someone might offer it for real. Well, there's this bit where, you know, the song's playing, who wants to live forever? And Connor and his wife, I thought, I thought you were going to do it again. Connor and his wife, they're having a lovely life together, but then he's he lives forever and he doesn't age, so she... This in the past, his his wife gets old. What she doesn't get old, she just gets some terrible old lady makeup. I was going to say it. it's so hard to live so long. You see your partner yeah. become a stage makeup enthusiast, <laughs> and it's a shame that he's lived long enough for things to be in HD because now we can actually see how bad that makeup is. And she dies of old age, and it's it's just it's sad. 
he's had a sad life and you can imagine any other partners he's had or friends he's had you have to see them all die yeah Ramirez is, was telling him earlier it's like don't don't be having any wives it's just going to make you sad it's not worth the bother my theory is the first few partners who die it's gonna really suck like yeah. awful 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 stuff but then after three and four and then you're five and six and a few ones after that i think you know i mean those ones wouldn't count and you kind of get used to it at that point yeah. wouldn't you you know um. <laughs> i mean <laughs> Sam, sure. it's it's a steep curve i'm not going to lie but you would get used to it you're going to live forever i suppose I, yeah if your span of life is hundreds of years rather than years these things are going to seem less significant and heartbreaking after a while after right? a while after a while <laughs> You know what? If anyone was going to offer me immortality, I'm not sure now. Well, I mean, who wants to live forever? Uh, So back um, to the future. (laughs) Back to the future in Central Park, baby. Castigar. Yeah, Connor's meeting his pal. Hey, friends. friends. And he's like, you want to have a party? He's like, do you have a party? Remember the last time we had a party? And they look up and it goes... And we go back to Fancy Pants Trouser Time, a.k.a. Curse of Monkey Island era, where men with curly hair weren't confined to the benches of the judiciary. They were fops at garden parties as well. And my question to you, Sam, is, is Blackadder a Highlander? Uh, No. Oh, Oh, wait a minute. Uh, it was a trick question. Captain Darling was actually a okay. Highlander, so... No, but then he looks the same in all the things, doesn't he? I mean, I know it's a family connection, but that could be an alibi. Get on Reddit with that. Get on Reddit with that. You know, you're mixed up now because Roan Atkinson is a Highlander, which is why oh, he yes. survives all those high-speed motor carriage <laughs> crashes. And he's been doing it for 450 years. Back in his time, which was hundreds of years ago, you could go as fast as you wanted. Not anymore. Can't adjust, you know. Now, there's some groups of characters that I always like when they turn up in a film. Examples being Top Army Brass. Yes! But another one, a less seen one, is Posh Fops. Oh, you know, yeah. Fops. Ah. People who would be like, Hey! Yes. And they've got, like, an exotic, they've got, like, a mallard or... <laughs> An ill dog, or like just like a sack of grain that they've drawn a face on. <laughs> and it, it's a good bit of comedy that like. Makes me sick. They get into a duel, Connor keeps getting stabbed, but he keeps not dying, and so. He's like, oh, no, come on, just do it again. And it's, ah, oh, funny stuff. It's a funny, funny scene, stuff. but if you play that last song over this bit where he's been shot and stabbed over and over again, who wants to live forever? It must hurt him. It's got to suck, like, To keep yeah. getting stabbed. But he seems drunk at that point. So he's kind of like having fun with it. He's not bothered by it. And he can't die of alcohol poisoning, so he can get really drunk. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. He, he can get go now. fucking, dr- like, he can get drunk beyond the point that anyone has been drunk. Because he you, can just you can't get legless as a Highlander. It's just the head yeah. is the only bit you can't do without. So yeah, that's the rule. And so Kurgan, back in the future, Kurgan is walking through the corridors of this hotel, and it very much looks like a Goldberg entrance as he's coming <laughs> around all these. <laughs> it's filmed like it as well. And so we see that, and then we see some marine lad driving through the fucking red light district. A straight-up military muscle man, and he comes in on Kirkster, who's fighting Castigear, and yeah, he's got a gun, mate. and he decides he wants to give him a taste. 
and he tries them and whoops. Oh no. Doesn't work so well for him. Does not go well. Connor's mate gets decapitate. Kurgan gets shot to bits, but doesn't do anything. And then this marine guy gets impaled on a sword for his trouble. But his body goes all weird and electric again. We get the kind of blue, weird electric on this guy's body. Bright lights and stuff. And I was like, is that the quickening? No, that's not the quickening. I think what it is is when you kill someone, I don't know if you absorb their power, but certainly you get a bit of that. You get their quickening, it seems. You get some of it, yeah. And I I really like the Kurgan hopping into a car with a poor old lady in it and just going, Mom! (laughs) He beheaded the car. I like that a lot. And this is literally a bit where they're like, you know what, fuck it, we're not doing any more scenes here. Blow the whole set up. There were so many explosions. Ah, It was amazing. Like, yes. not since Face Off have we had quite this many explosions in one film. No. And the Marine guy is back explaining to the cops that situation with the Kurgan. He's in hospital and he's like, I've got ammo up the ass, but I can't protect myself. <laughs> and basically kind of says what's going on with the, with the Kurgan. Meanwhile, Brenda has tracked down the origin of Mr. Nash. Ah, she's Connor, looking through all the records. And found out that the supposed Mr. Nash died at childbirth as a little baby and so th- th- hasn't existed as an adult man and then she basically finds out that all the owners of all that property basically it's the same thing like a kid who dies at birth has been given the title of it and yeah. you'd think you'd move around you do a bit of a sandwalk and shift and bob and not be in the same place with a dead child every time come on now but here we are. Look, I don't think you'd ever get used to finding a new dead child to steal the identity of. That's You could no. play fucking who wants to live forever over that. That's a fucking <laughs> grim Saturday, immortal or not. So she's finally on to him that he's been alive this whole time. Um, meanwhile, the Kurgan, there's newspapers everywhere. Oh, read all about it. The headhunter is on the loose. He's known as the headhunter because he's chopping off heads. Headhunter. Headhunter? Headhunter. You know, he's, he's more of a Highlander hunter, but yes. Headhunter is also good, I guess. They're down to two now. They're the two final yeah. men in the Rumble Royale, the right Royal Rumble that is the Highlander saga part one. So he's on safe holy ground at the moment, is old, uh, old cloud. So Kurgan just shows up to be really disrespectful, uh, you know, and I kind of, I got a little bit of a thrill out of it because my dream is to go up to someone who eats a big sandwich in a place and says, this this is my church. I want to go in there and slap the sandwich out of their hand and go, no, it's not. It's not a church. Well, he, he scares some nuns and stuff, doesn't he? which is the same as slapping a sandwich, really. He's just, you know, <laughs> being, being rude to nuns. Now, Kurgan... They're talking about Ramirez, Sean Connery, and he's being a bastard and saying, I I took his head and raped his woman. Oh, and he also has shaved his head as well. I am in disguise! Yeah. There's a picture of him floating about in the press. I knew I could finally do one there in the end. That was all right. (laughs) (laughs) And he mentions what, what he did to Connor's wife, and he's just a real horrible bastard. Ooh, yeah, 450-year-old trauma to be brought up. That's yeah. got to fucking sting. Horrible stuff. And, like, you know, I want him to die. We all want that guy to die. So there's your stakes, mate. He's a right bastard. He's the last one left, apart from Connor. But they can't fight on this holy ground, so Connor just leaves. And because it's now the last bit of the movie, yes. Brenda is now in love with 
Connor McLeod. Why? There was no chemistry. Sam, Why? look, there's no other way we're going to get the disproportionately naked sex scene with a whole lot of Lambert ass, if that's what you want. It's there front and centre, followed by a hard cut to a lion, which is honestly the funniest thing in the world. The only thing that would have made me laugh more is if that lion mm. then turned into a lion bar being squeezed open. <laughs> and going, like they used to... You used to always get me with those ones. They did a hatty a lion after that. So, look, he tells her who he really is. He kind of forces her to stab him to prove he's immortal. We get who wants to live forever background strings. We get a little leitmotif of that. Now, look, I can't speak for anyone else. But for me, something about a man dying in front of me but not dying and also being hundreds of years old does not normally make me feel all sexy and want to have sex. Call me a prude. (laughs) Oh, okay. So earlier on, you were saying you'd be happy if I showed up the next day after I died. You'd be okay with that. that. But if if I show up 400 (laughs) years later, all of a sudden it's weird and unsexy suddenly. (sighs) Ridiculous. And I'd be like, you're 450. You should know better. It makes me sick. They properly spend the night together. That's a, like that's a sex scene right there. That's oh, yeah. a sexy sex scene. I, I mean, mean come no, on. It's, it's a Christopher Lambert sex scene. Because, I mean, yeah. honestly, he's basically naked fucking a bed sheet. Like, that's him <laughs> writhing around there. And then we get a good shot of that lying going... <laughs> but after that, it's like, oh, we can't be together because I don't want to get involved with you because, you know, I'm immortal, blah, 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 blah. Off he pops. Well, he should have stuck around instead of yep. popping off because the Kurganator's <laughs> here and he's B&E'd Brenda's home and taking her on the least joyful of joy rides with the yes. fucking best, best music, music ever. Oh, my God. Yes. I mean, this is kind of like a car chase, but no one's really chasing him. So we get like car chase music that's fucking great. But he's just driving so around. Being, he's driving around being a real rotter. He's just knocking lads off bikes, singing songs. He's driving around chasing the metaphorical dragon, Sam, is what's happening yes. here. Sends a horrible voicemail message to Connor of Brenda screaming. Connor then has to say goodbye to the World War II girl flash Oh, yeah, woman. he basically prepares her that he's like, he's going to die. I'm going to die, yeah. And he does have his little, I don't know if you got his little queen reference that he said to her it's both times. It's a kind of magic. It's a kind of magic. <laughs> It's a kind of England. <laughs> it's a good England. I thought, come on, lads. He's saying it's a kind of magic, and we've got Queen on the soundtrack. Let's do it. Let's do it. And they ne- they don't properly get into it. You get a little bit of like, you hear sort of rumblings of Freddy. Get, magic. You get a little bit, but you don't get the full, you know, you don't get it. No, you just get a little nod. Like later on when Kurgan comes in and goes, this is a fine bohemian rhapsody you have prepared. <laughs> It appears fat bottom girls do make the rockin' world go round, Kurgan. <laughs> oh, the best place in the world to have a sword fight. Yeah. Even though we all know the sparkiest substance in the world is old Scottish castles. But you might as well fight on a big electrical sign. Wow. What's Silver Cup Studios? It looks cool. Well, whatever it is, it'll be spelled awful different after this. <laughs> Let me just look up Silver Cup Studios. I want to know what it is. I don't think it's real. It is real. Really? It's a film studio. So they have their final battle on the big fucking light-up sign of a fucking film studio. Amazing. And amazing look, it's, stuff. It's sparky, which is amazing. It's great. Yeah. Sparks everywhere. But then they bang into one of those big water towers, so it becomes wet and sparky. 
And wet and sparky is something that will never get off the ground because it's just too dangerous for everyone involved. It's not fun. Well, it's a new definition of lads sparking each other out because, you know, they're really... Uh... <laughs> They're really going at it here. This is a big, long, final showdown with sparks and zip wires. And, and you do get the sense that McLeod is going to lose and he's about to lose his head at one point where Brenda yeah. comes in and saves his head and he's like, what kept you? Yeah, in a quip that feels so out of character. For, but then I suppose he's loads of different characters, isn't he? Because he's been around for ages. That's That's my reasoning for thinking... I can't really get a handle on who he is or what his deal is. I just feel like if I was a director or producer on this movie and Christopher Lambert sat down and he's like, here's my process for the movie, I would be like, yeah, yeah, but no. no. <laughs> Can you do a Scottish accent, please? Yeah, do that. <laughs> but finally, we get to the end of this massive showdown, which is great. Can I just say this showdown feels really fun. We had a lot of fighty in this, and I think it yeah. was in Bloodsport... Where you said that there was like, I, well, maybe it was that or another movie, but I know there was a movie where we watched and there was a lot of fighting and you did say yeah. there was an element of diminishing returns that like the last fight was hard to get psyched up for because you'd seen so many. But man, this is the best fight of the movie. It's fucking amazing. It's a good final fight. It's as big as Clancy Brown's big dilated pupils. Yes. Hires a kind, everyone. Goofballs. <laughs> and he, the Kurgan, gets decapitated. Oh, the smile on his big, massive, feckin' wet head when it clumps off the ground. It's a horrible and brilliant shot of him smiling as his head big slides off. Big paper bag of old cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> then all the magic and electricity comes out of his, comes pouring out of him. But unfortunately, McLeod gets it wrong. Instead of saying there can be only one, he says there can be only one. <laughs> and you're like, and someone's like Obi Wan, what? Is this Star Wars related? Is it in the, the universe? But look, Sam, I want to take the opportunity, as alluded to earlier. I've yeah. seen the chatter online. I've heard okay. the rumours in the streets. Oh, look, guys, I know I'd look great beheaded. I would. It would look <laughs> genuinely like, you know, the head separate would look fine. But I'm talking about being beheaded. Could you imagine right. the big slump as this massive thing slumped oh, onto the ground? Right. I see what you're saying. You've got a good head for lopping your head off. And you'd get a rustle as well because of my beard when it kind of like shaggily hit oh, the floor yeah. and all that, you know? Yeah. It'd be 10 out of 10. It'd be 10 out of 10. Yeah. I don't want to say that about you, but I agree with you. You know, it seems like a harsh thing to say. <laughs> and because of the scars and stuff that I have there, there's a good chance that my head might explode if I'm full of Highlander energy oh. as well. Go you know, yeah. loads of it, blue goes everywhere. It'd be great. I don't think I've got a good decapitation head. I think you you have. I've got a big head, but I don't know if it's quite as... Well, I smell a pole coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The Cinema Swirl fan base. Who do you want to see get beheaded? Um, you know what, Cinema Swirl fan base? Please don't tell me that. I don't, I don't want to know. Some things are best left mysterious, Sam. Yes, something about receiving that kind of message, as innocent as it may be, and as jocular as it may be, feels... No, yeah, I'm worried that you'd get in trouble, like, if you did yeah. that, and I, you know, <laughs> someone else might misinterpret it. So he does his, there can be only wan. Wan. In a weird voice, all the windows smash, he gets lightning to fuck, but again, his groans, he's like, ah, ah, and he, he becomes Tommy Wiseau, he's like, the quickening yeah. is tearing me apart, Brenda, ah. and ah, ah. Smashing televisions and all that. His prize is bestowed upon him, Sam. Yeah. His prize is described as being having a whirlwind in his head because he can now hear the thoughts 
of every person on Earth. That sounds like a fucking punishment. I hate oh, that price. What a, can you imagine if Kurgan heard the voices of everyone on Earth? He'd be fucking... Ugh. Oh, he wouldn't know what to do with himself. That pervert. McLeod is basically like, you know, you've been given a shit Christmas present. He's like, oh, no, I really like it. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I can uh. hear everything. I can talk to, you know, uh, presidents. <laughs> and on the weekends, I could wear them, you know, when I go on a ramble. or uh, You know, they're great. I love them. And he's back in Scotland. And he's not infertile or immortal. He can now know everyone's thoughts and dreams. The end? Can I return my prize, please? I'd like my tokens back. Yeah, I'd rather just keep being immortal or, you know, be able to choose when my mortality turns up, exists. You know, because you think after 450 years, yeah. you know, having just the lifespan of a regular human afterwards is probably not enough. You'd want a good 100 years to wind down your affairs, yes. wouldn't you? You'd need to wean yourself off living. I think. You can't just suddenly stop. It is a bit Moorish living, isn't it, though? Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm always yeah. after it. Just start sleeping more every day, and then <laughs> eventually you'll be like, oh, I'm done. Okay. Uh, look, I had a lot of fun with this. Sam, here we are. Yes. The end of the movie-verse. It was a fun film. It was a lot of fun. The music was great. The performances were weird. Everything about this is strange. It's funny. Sometimes deliberately, sometimes accidentally it looks it still looks kind of cool yeah i don't you know? talk too much about like you know i know you mentioned there's a lot of really cool shots and i think that's yeah. one thing i would definitely say about it is that you know not everything works but this is like almost hyperactive in terms of the amount of shit they throw against the wall to see if it sticks there's so many cool weird tracking shots and you know real strange kind of you know close-ups and things like that and it, honestly for the most part it makes the movie very unique seeming in that you've got this really strange mix of fantasy and sci-fi that isn't really typically done and yeah. calling it a blend of genres is a bit of a disservice because there's nothing quite like highlander like it's more like an anime than a hollywood movie in many respects that's a good point yeah you yeah, know, yeah, yeah lads with fucking swords living all immortal lives and all that shit i mean come on now aside from christopher lambert it feels like everyone involved in this was having fucking fun making this they're like they were excited about the movie they were trying to make you know i'm happy to say that he's a bit shit in this like i love him yeah but like almost but every time i see him i'm like like he is shit though in this right we can all agree it's like it's awful his voice bit of a weird leading man for this one but you know it doesn't yeah. take that much away from it i had a bizarre time but i yeah, really I, enjoyed I, I, it you really enjoyed it i detect yeah. though that you wasn't the fist pumping non-stop romp like some of the other like it didn't maybe achieve its goals that it very obviously set out to do to completely sweep you off your feet <sighs> was there anything you didn't like about it was your lack of knowledge did that make of it for such a you said it was like a roller yeah. coaster yeah yeah so, so was it you kind of getting to grips with blocks of exposition was maybe a bit difficult maybe a bit and i've still got some questions about what's going on i'm like so hold on there's a pro who's set up this prize it just is, is. It, it just is it just is how do they know that it just is? Is this a religious thing? See, the problem is, is a... people like you had questions and then they made yeah. another Highlander movie and then another and another and another and they keep trying to answer them and they keep making it worse by doing Making that. more questions, yeah. I was delighted by how weird this was and how not quite what I expected this was. Is it, is it great how big budget it is knowing how weird it is at the yeah. same time? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a real strange one and I definitely had fun with it and I was confused by it in the best way. Right. I think what this has made me think is that I want more situations where I know nothing about something and I'm just launched into it completely cold. 
you know? Like, had you heard of Highlander before this movie? Had you, like, did... I'd probably heard the name. I'd probably seen... You know that picture of Sean Connery? Yeah. I thought, well, I don't even know for sure that that's from Highlander, from a Highlander sequel. It's not. I think it is. It's is it not? It's not. It's that's from before not. this. That's in the 70s, as far as I know. Right. You're I'm, fucking I'm, obsessed. Can we leave Sean Connery off the podcast for a bit, please? Right. Ridiculous. So, right, now I'm confused because I assume Sean Connery would come back in further Highlanders. I mean, he may. I don't think he does, though. The lack of knowledge I've got about this means I keep getting more weird surprises. Does that make so, you excited to watch Highlander 2? Because yeah, I'm really now, dreading this now. I thought, well, oh, Sean's coming back in the next one. Now he's, I don't think he is. So I don't know what they're going to do next with it. And look, I am kind of curious and fascinated by the lore of this. Baffling. It's, it is silly. Yeah. But it's a, it's a cool concept. I'm just fascinated by this. Well, Sam, I want more of it. I'm assuming there's going to be more than one, but I would like then your star wipe rating for Highlander. There's not that much that I didn't like about it, or even the stuff that, I, that is bad about it is good. Do you want to watch it again ever, do you think? Well, yeah. these questions you have? Yeah, I think I could I could have that on again. That must be a fun film to show other people. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love showing Joe that. I got a big kick out of showing that to her. Proper DVD film, that. You know? <laughs> We've got Highlander. Weird thing on the shelf. Oh, Star White Brain is tricky. Come on now. You can do this. There can be only three and a half Star Wipes. You heard it here first. Oh, thanks for listening to another episode of Cinema Swirl. This episode was produced by Kevin, edited by me, Sam, and I also did the music. If you want to support the show, then patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl is the way to go. If you want to follow us on the socials, we're at cinema swirl on Twitter and facebook.com forward slash cinema swirl on Facebook, which is where our votes for episodes take place. If you've got questions, queries, comments, or anything else for the mailbag, then send it on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Please do keep recommending the show to your friends if you think they'll like it, or even if you don't think they'll like it, just recommend it anyway. Oh, and if there are any bits in recent episodes that you think would make particularly nice video clips, you know, the kind of thing we've had on our socials recently, then send us a tweet and let us know. All right, we'll see you next time. Cheers. Bye. Bye.